I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatcher. Today with my wonderful co-host, we've got the one and only Lord Jushiro. Ho, ho, hola, everyone. And we've got the wonderful, as always, R Sigma. Merry, merry. Oh, yeah. I forget. This is the last episode before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. There's nothing next week. Yeah, there's nothing. Well, <laughs> unless you're a patron, but yeah, if you're a patron, I think we we're gonna have something up there. But yeah, yeah, there's nothing this week. <laughs> there's nothing this week or next week. So yeah, yeah, merry, merry, um, or whatever you do celebrate. Happy Hanukkah, happy holidays. Um, Kwanzaa, so, Kwanzaa as well. So yeah, uh, but yeah, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. Or we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. And boy, oh boy, is there stuff to talk about today? I, I am Ooh. actually, I'm actually like really into this game right now. Uh, really nice. The DLC made me so happy, actually. Like, mm-hmm. yes. this DLC more so than like any of the other prior DLCs has made me very happy. Yeah. There's critiques to be said, but other there than are, there uh, are certainly uh, critiques. They're not. I don't have anything that's like terrible. No, I mean, and we'll discuss yeah. that in the yeah, main yeah. topic. I, I don't want to yeah. talk it here because like this this DLC is giving me feelings, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's like a few minor criticisms I have, but I don't think it's the DLC's fault. I think it's Game Freak's fault. And, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's I I absolutely I I just love this DLC. I've been I've been jamming it out. So I, I mean, that's literally been like the last two three days of my life has just been DLC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoy it. It's been a blast. It was meaty yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's meaty too, which I actually really like. I uh, yeah, which I understand. It, it really is great considering the first one I felt was a bit shallow mm-hmm. in content. A little bit, yeah. So part of it is that they don't know where in the story you are. They just know you have a ride Pokemon, but they don't know what abilities you have. So traversal's kind of eh. Yeah. In the first one, so. Mm. And balance is weird. And- I I kind of wish the D- I wish that DLC. It's kind of like the like the Isle of Armor did a very good job. And this is I guess we could talk more about this in the topic. But the Isle of Armor did it really well. Where like you could go back and forth. Like if you were th- in a playthrough to do Isle of Armor mm-hmm. stuff. I feel like Kitakami is not very good that way. Mm. In the Teal Mask, like you want to digest that all at once. That story being right. So mm-hmm. it, it makes things slightly more difficult. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. Have you guys been doing anything other than DLC lately? <laughs> I mean, I've been shiny hunting all those stupid flabebe. <laughs> flabebe. <laughs> wow, that's that's they, a mission. They pulled me in. 
I'm doing Milsery now too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I'm not it. doing the 63. I'm not doing the 63. I'm just doing like the nine. Stop. <laughs> it's fine. You're hurting yourself. It's fine. <laughs> it, the, the odds are so good on them though. Yeah. It's hard yeah. not to. One in 200 is pretty good. The thing is, like, you have shiny charm. It's like yeah. one in eight, 180 or something like that. Yeah. So two of the outbreaks I went to for Milsery had the shiny in the first set of Pokemon there. Like, I didn't yeah, have to kill yeah. any of them to get there. So. <laughs> oh, man, that's, all, that's awesome. Plus, that's... plus auto-battling does the BBQ oftentimes, so it works mm-hmm. out. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, no, I I mean, I've honestly just been doing this DLC. I think I, I played some TCG earlier in the week. I was getting back into it. You know, I, I mean, I guess I haven't ever fallen out of it, but I just haven't been practicing nearly as hard since I've become a dirty local player. And I, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't have any, like, events on the horizon, right? I may have right. skipped like a week of playing live and now I'm back playing it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I tried that's play- fun. So I tried moving decks. I tried Gimmagool. Uh, yeah. Gimmagool is not good. It's not good. I get paired up against the stupid Iron Valiant decks that just murder <laughs> them. <laughs> it's the Gimmagool, so sad. <laughs> it's still not that great of a deck anyway. I think it's a cute deck. It just. Fails real hard when you're getting murdered by switch-ins. It's yeah. like, oh, oh, right. And then they take extra turns and kill your second one. It's like, oh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> High risks. Yeah. yeah, tell me about it. But I think the deck's very cute. It is a cute deck. I just, I It's the kind like, of deck that I think might be better at post-rotation, but we'll there's see. A, there's a few decks that are going to be better post-rotation, I think. Not Cloth. or Cloth. No, Cloth will not be one of them. I don't uh, It's so sad that that curry is somehow an e-regulation card that came out three sets into the app yeah. regulation. I mean, it's not uh, it's not the end of the world. I'm sure we can get something new, like some new toy or something. I mean, you can play Clop. It's the electrode that dies, but the electrode yeah. is the good part, so. Yeah. I think it's the one okay. that takes the one-shot Charizards and the the just play, uh, just play Charizard. On, uh, just play Charizard. Roaring Moon. Just play Charizard. I don't play no. Charizard. No. No Charizard. Charizard. Charizard's good. Charizard's fun. It works. It go burr. Like any uh, Charizard will be fine. Char- Charizard will be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Char- Charizard will live on. It won't get to eat Muse anymore, but it will live on. I mean, Mew won't be around, but it doesn't matter. Exactly. Mew's gone. See ya. Thank God. <laughs> you won't be missed. <laughs> Thank you God. Did, you I'm did good things for, for a while, but you never went away, and that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I I'm excited for Mew to be gone. I think the most, but that's still not until like April, right? Like we're still talking like yeah, April for rotation. So yeah, we're talking another four months of whatever we have now. Uh, yes, the meta will not be changing. Yeah, too drastically. No, I, I mean, Lost Box gets like kind of a bump with the shiny or uh, Paul Day and Fate set. I think right. Like there's that Clop one tool. gets a bump too. But yeah, there's the there's the tool mm-hmm. for two eighty. So uh, there's the Moonlight Hill for Gardevoir, I guess. If oh, is that is that where is that the set we're finally getting it in? I assume so. That's a bold assumption. I mean, considering the spicy curry, who knows when it'll come? Yeah, right. <laughs> but right. You would think it would come with the regulation F card, G cards. Are yeah. they G now? I don't uh, know. We're in G right now. I mean, it is regulation G in Japan, so it's going to come out as regulation G. It'll with be us. regulation G whenever it shows up. So yeah, I mean, there are some. I mean, Chilling Rain had like some random like D block cards in it. I think even. Yeah, well, that's what happened with the uh, spicy curry and astral radiance. Yeah, it's like oh, two sets later, we're getting a an E and a G. E and yeah, an it was. Yeah, I don't know why. I I don't understand why they 
international TCG sets are so weird. I mean, they're just shoving sets together. A-Specs will be fun, though. Like, I really don't know why. Like, I really don't know. Uh, it depends yeah. on what the A-Specs are. Like, I'm waiting for the reveal for A-Specs before I make that call, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it depends on if they'll do more, like, uh, like G-Booster, like, Tool yeah. cards that give Pokemon new attacks versus, like, universal items, I guess. I think, like, a perfect example in the modern meta of the Pokemon TCG, so that I, I skipped, like, for people's reference, Thatch used to play the Pokemon TCG pretty regularly from, like, 2016 to 2018, and then I took a break from, like, 2018 to 2021, and then I got drugged back into it, and one of the things I've, uh, I, I realized during that time was that like there, there's been there's certainly power creep in the Pokemon TCG, and I'm not even talking just like about Pokemon HP numbers getting better, just like how powerful certain cards are. Mm-hmm. So like you look at oh, the 2016 to 2018 meta, like we had things like Verse Seeker, which I think would absolutely just destroy the game. Now same with like Battle Compressor. Battle oh. Compressor was a broken card when it was printed, but yes. a nerfed version of Battle Compressor is a supporter now. Like I was gonna say, <laughs> Battle Compressor. And VS Seeker being in the same set is absurd. Yeah. Actually absurd. Yeah. I mean, VS Seeker, though, I think is a really good example of what a good A spec could be, though. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think, agree. I think, with a, that. I think a great A spec would be VS Seeker. I mean, we already had ones for items and. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had one for item. We had computer search. Or mm-hmm. not computer search, the uh, dowsing machine. Dowsing mm-hmm. machine. So, like, I could see one for a supporter. I think it makes sense. But, but yeah, VS Seeker was would be so broken today. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. There's a lot of trainer cards that would just be, like, way too good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to end us here because we're going to definitely talk a lot during the topic today. And Yeah, it's it's hard yeah. to dance around talking about this one. It's exciting. I know, right? It's very exciting. So, <laughs> all right. We're going we're gonna to kick it off here, guys, and we're going to go to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Welcome to the news. In the news, we've got a few things. First, uh, Pokemon Forever and Pokemon Heroes are not available on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. And Pokemon made the announcement, right? Yeah, it was on their uh, Twitter account. Yeah. yeah, wow. That's very weird. Uh, because for those of you who aren't aware, I believe Miramax or something owns yeah, uh, I believe it's Pokemon Miramax. Forever, Pokemon Heroes, uh, the Groudon movie, and the the Jirachi Groudon movie. Um, Wishmaker, that's what it was called. And then uh, Destiny yeah. Deoxys. I wish all the movies had good names like Destiny Deoxys. I yeah. swore you said Disney's Deoxys. I'm like, I yeah. have not seen that one. That's pretty good. Have uh, you not watched Lilo and Stitch? Jeez. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. Uh, but that, I don't. I wonder if they did get them back or something. I mean, they. I wouldn't be surprised since they're so old at this point. It's if been they got them years. Back. Like they, it's it's been a while. Uh, not quite. Well, for Pokemon it's Forever, been a- it's been 20 years for sure. Yeah. It's been 20 years for these two, I think. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if Miramax sold, uh, uh, sold is it, it back is it or Miramax? Like the contract ended. Uh, it is yeah. Miramax. It is Miramax, from my understanding. Yeah, I don't know if it went back to them or what. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of confused. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what happened. Copyrights are always so confusing. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened with it, but well, I guess maybe, maybe it came back. I don't know. Maybe it came back to them. I mean, what, mm-hmm. We can only hope one day. 
Um, yeah. Um, yeah, in the United States, it was produced by Four Kids Entertainment and distributed by then Disney subsidiary Miramax Films, which would just then take over. So it was Brothers. Disney's Deoxys. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, very weird. Okay. Um, I wonder if that, like, if the, it's going back or something. Interesting. I mean, it's very, yeah. it's very low grade news, but it's fine. You know what? It, sometimes that's the for the nostalgics of the yeah. out there. It's great uh, news. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Company has also trademarked uh, Poke Park Kanto, Poke Park Kalos, and Poke Park Paldea recently. Mm. Um, I find that interesting. I, I have theories that I really want to talk about during the uh, during the the DLC, so I'll kind of hold off here. But um, I I I heard about the Poke Park Kanto thing, or they they did something with Kanto recently. Uh, but mm. like so Kanto it sounds Ka- like Kanto is also like a real place in Japan, so. Yeah, mm. uh, it sounds like it might be related to like a theme park that used to exist, oh, like back okay, in two thousand. Okay. I know which one you're talking about. Two thousand, blah, blah, blah. yeah, two thousand something. Mm. But yeah, like I remember a little this. bit remember after this. they the announcement of the Kanto trademark, uh, Kalos and Paldea showed up in mm-hmm. Europe. Europe has those trademarks, so Nintendo of Europe specifically. I re- I remember those theme parks. I think there was one in France. Oh. Oops, I missed Galar. Galar happened too. Oh, look at that. It's all Europe, all the time. I feel like this means that the next region is just going to be more Europe for some reason, instead of somewhere fun. Well, Europe's <laughs> fun. I shouldn't say that. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But I mean, it's something different. Something different, right? Like, I want something different. Well, we've been, it's been three generations now that we've been in Europe. No, it's not. Uh, two. Uh, it's been two. 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 Galar, it's, well, it if was you broken. Callus, I guess. Yeah, but you broke. We broke yeah, that we up. It wasn't in a row. Like I don't mind going back to Europe. I just don't want to go to it in a row. If that makes sense. Right. And we already went to it in a row once. So yeah. No, like, we had we had Hisui in there. So yeah, know. for Gen Ten, I would love to go back to Japan. Like, I, think I think that would be cool. I think that would be very think, cool to just take a section of Japan we haven't done yet. To be fair, with Kitakami, they've kind of done a lot of it. Um, I was gonna say yeah. I, I'm maybe still holding a, tight for uh, an Egyptian. Uh, that would be cool too. Region that would be hype. Would be amazing. That, that would be hype. I was thinking China for a Gen Ten would be kind of cool. Oh, also mm. too. Yeah, maybe. Like that would be a good time to break in the China or mm-hmm. Korea. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but China would be a really cool region. I think. I would also like proper ore or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, maybe uh, I, I. I'm really sad because ore. I think has really just destroyed the possibility of getting a Western United States region. Yeah. Probably, and and it, it's kind of depressing and sad. Canada, maybe oh. Canada or Mexico. I was gonna say you could get Northwest, maybe. Yeah, uh, especially considering the Pokemon Company International has an office up there. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of surprised we haven't had it yet. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. I, I mean, that hits home for Jushiro, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love to. I would love them if they would make like the Space Needle a gym, just Ohio. Right. They should like, just do Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> just Ohio. Everything's just cornfields. Everything's the same. You can catch Pat Rat and Furfru, and that's it. And I mean, as long as Furfru is back, right? Uh, <laughs> Furfru, we're missing. We're missing five of these, or like six or seven of these boys, man. Like it's. I, I think it's just. Isn't it just the monkeys and Furfru? It's and monkeys. Like, it's monkeys, Pat Rat, and Furfru. I mean, that's Furfru is the only one I care about. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think. I think there might be one more. I'd have to double check, but yeah, I think so. Gen five remake happens at some point. Pat, uh, I, getting, I, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight against you on this actually. Uh, but I don't. I'm not saying it's happening next. I think it yeah. happens at some point. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, for sure. At some point. I, I just don't know if it's going to be when we're still on switch. If that makes sense. It mm, might be switch true. too. I think, I think whatever the remake is, is coming to switch and whatever happens after the remake is on the next console, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Well, but speaking of Switch and the game, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> you read my mind, Thatch. Uh, you can get a free Master Ball via Mystery Gift. Uh, there will be a Mystery Gift for an outfit item from Japan's anime later this week. There's also a Gimme Ghoul with the code CU1 in Padea. Well, you got you. You guys, see. you can go check it out. At, at Just see you in Paldea with all of the proper restrictions, right? Because there's no with eye. The zeros right. and you the can't ones, use the, the eye. Yeah, yeah the you can't use the yeah. zero in the eye. Yeah. Uh, and then we have there's probably some Christmas and or New Year's event we'll find out on Thursday by the time um, the current news end. So hopefully we'll have something fun there. And then lastly, OU is trying out Darkrai, Deoxys Defense, Deoxys Speed, and Terrapagos. It absolutely should because OU is ridiculous now. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's, it's the new Uber. Mm-hmm. It looks like Darkrai might be fine. <laughs> Which tells you something. It really does. Turns yeah. out 125 speed on a Pokemon with like next to no ability is probably okay at this point. Yeah. Uh all right. Well, let's uh let's wrap up with some Pokemon Go news. Yay, there's two holiday events coming up. Mm-hmm. Holiday event 1 runs from the 18th to the 25th and introduces Satoddle to the game. Yay, Satoddle. Yay. Satoddle's actually really cute. <laughs> it is. It didn't do anything, but it is. Satoddle's uh, cooler than Satitan. It is. It's just cooler than Satitan. That's I'm uh, I'll say it. Also on the 23rd, there will be a raid day for Weirdeer from 2 to 5 locally. There should be, because they ruined it. How so? I mean, aren't you going uh, we'll to go it. find that we'll Hisui and Stantler? We're going to talk about it later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, there's a second holiday event. It's not as exciting as the first. It runs the 25th to the 31st, so when it mm-hmm. ends, a New Year's event will begin. There's a costume Psyduck. I think there's a shiny boost for Psyduck. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, there's no new Pokemon. I, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about an event with no new Pokemon. It's like, I'm sure there's something interesting for people in there, but. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, other than uh, some Puckle news on December 22nd for all of you uh, next weekend, Shark is holding an OU ladder on cart. You can actually play for 60 minutes if you play during this time with, sh- with everybody. Uh, you should check out our Discord at PuckleDiscord.com for more details if you're interested in. Uh, there is a new annual survey, Sigma. I want to go through the questions, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it it probably that. should get out before the end of the probably. Yeah, it, it will. Uh, it will probably. I will probably have it up by this time, but it will start then the Discord server. Um, and then Poke, Puckle's Pokey Opinion. Um, do you consider Arch Aladon to be a pseudo? And my answer is definitively yes. I don't know why we're having this conversation. I do, too. There's an argument, and a lot of people say no. And it's I'm like, a bad hmm. argument. They like the definition of being a pseudo legendary is do, do, do you have six hundred base Fans stats? Made it. <laughs> do, do, you, do you and have you evolved? Right, like uh, yeah. Have you evolved and are you are you a because other, base stat total? Otherwise, Landorus gets in the pseudo yes, legend club. Yes, no, Landorus yeah. and Heatran don't get to join the pseudo legend club. No, you're a pseudo legendary. They're, they're sub legends. They're sub legendary. Yeah, you're a pseudo legend if though if you if you are a uh, normal Pokemon with six hundred yeah. BST. Yeah, yeah, and and you uh, don't have a. That is, Arch- ability. I'll, that, I'll is that, that is Arch That is Arch Aladon. Exactly. Oh, and if you're not slaking, yes, I do agree. Yeah, I was going to say, if you don't have a, det- 
a bad ability like archaeops or slacking or truant yeah like yeah uh yes i agree with that no no there's there's no there's no debate what do you think Yashiro? do you do you think it's a pseudo legendary i mean this is a fan-made term anyway essentially but it's right that's what i was gonna say i mean it's not everyone complains it doesn't have a it's not three stages so it's it doesn't matter who cares yeah i'm like no who cares it's a 600 you, yeah people like to just keep things the, uh, in the it has to meet these requirements but you're just yeah. saying you have to meet those requirements for these ma- uh fan-made terms that really have no official descriptions yeah mm-hmm. so it makes the introduction of duraladon so much mo- make so much more sense it does though. Mm-hmm. because they introduced it as like this rival to titar yeah which never it's was not- mentioned in the games <laughs> it was all in the promotion material for Duraladon. Uh-huh. It's like I, I do wonder if like Archaladon and uh and the and like Diplin and stuff were uh very much so just uh like they were decided during Gen Eight or like right after the release of Gen Eight. Um right. and they're just like, Oh man, we just missed the boat on that. Right. Uh did and- they do the whole thing where they introduced the Pokemon before the generation in a movie or something? No. That hasn't, dude, man, that, hasn't, that hasn't happened in so long. Really? Oh yeah. man, I used to love that as a kid. I know a Don no. fan in the movie. Like man. <gasps> I've never seen that Pokemon Ho Ho on the first episode of yeah, Pokemon. No, the marketing the marketing in my well, one, I don't know so like you sure we're a different generation. Um and <laughs> And I mean, I, I liked Kecleon and Blaziken. No, no, I. You're the same. You're part of the same problem, Sigma. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> now we have to deal with Mel Metal. Jeez. We're killing napkins over here, and and we're reminiscing about you know Pokemon movies releasing Pokemon before they came out. And uh, <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, part of that is because Gen Four was delayed beyond. Yes. yes. But like they wanted the marketing, but they didn't have the games to market. <laughs> Yes, I. I mean, so I we really all got to be in everything. Lucario, Munchlax, like, Bonsley. Munchlax. Yeah, but I so love we, that. I love that Bonsley and Munchlax both made it into a video, like a 3D video game, before their actual XD, game came out. Yeah, um, yeah I remember it, them being like trophies in the yeah uh, mystery dungeon game too. Yep. So uh, it's it fine. It's fine. No, I do miss that kind of promotion though. That was my favorite kind of promotion for Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think the kids get their news the same way anymore. No. So, I mean, we get our anime a year after Japan does at this point, so... Yeah, it's, this is know. ridiculous how long that's taking, by the way. I hate that. I, I have many complaints about that. Not, yeah. <laughs> that is absurd. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to end us here, and we're going to go over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, uh, where we're going to quiz our co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to Trivia. Thank you for that introduction. Our first question this week, guys, is going to come to you from Mull Coffee. 
what Pokemon is categorized as the Hermit Crab Pokemon? I would hope it's Dwebble or Crustle, one of the two. Yeah, I mean, I don't see any other option. I would hope so. Oh, wait. What? Wait. (laughs) Is it Slowbro? No. Hermit Crab? No. It sounds dumb. But okay, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll go with Crustle. We'll, we'll hope Crustle. it's or Crustle. Uh, Crustle is unfortunately two. incorrect. The answer is Slowbro. What? Uh, knew it. I yeah, knew that was something it that is haunted Slowbro. me. <laughs> it is Slowbro. Um, well, think of Gen <laughs> One was very inconsistent with its uh, classification. It, it is Shiro. very. It doesn't make sense. Blastoise is the shellfish Pokemon. It's a turtle. Oh my god. Okay. Um, wow. I, I, I and, wasn't a hundred percent, so I didn't push uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry and about that. are actually known as the uh, no, Rock okay. In and the Rock In and the Stone Home Pokemon, respectively. Like in as an I and N. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm disappointed, but yes. Uh, also, also a note, <laughs> a note below sense. from uh, the trivia master Liger. Uh, Slowpoke trivia is a surefire way to get Liger to pick your trivia. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> which checks out. Um, all right. Well, our next question, um, is going to be from Chief Pancake. Um, in Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, two types, uh, had exclusively beautiful contest category moves. What are the two types? Hmm. Oh, snap. Uh, so part of me wants to say fire and water. Um, those were pretty commonly beauty pokemon beauty moves so what about grass pedal bands or stuff like that i think grass fell under grass might have fallen under smart a lot of the time okay i think um but fire water i know are relatively high beauty moves right uh, at least in bdsb i assume it'll be the same for back then too so hmm then yeah i mean i can't think of any yeah right uh like I know those two were the were commonly beauty. Electric might be the other one, but I think that one might be in smart too. So, right. All right. So which ones are we going with? We'll we'll start with water. Uh, well, I need both answers at the same time. Oh, uh, water and fire. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna give it to you. Water is incorrect, but fire is correct, and I feel like that's uh that's better than I expected anybody else to get. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, the answer is fire and ice. Uh, um, well, but, there's uh, like no ice moves, so that makes there's sense. There's like ice beam and aurora beam or whatever, so there you go. Right. There's, there's maybe five ice moves. I, mean, I think haze ice ball is made it in, in I there. think ice ball made it in there too. Uh, ice ball, haze. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, all uh, right. Ice well, ball spear might have been the thing then? I don't know. Well, you're one for two. And your next question is your Pokedex entry question, as always. This one is going to be from Albatross and Eagle. Uh, it's Ultra Sun entry reads. They move in small groups, walking around lazily. Anyone who makes eye contact gets smacked with a headbutt. Who's that Pokemon? Hmm. Grabbing ropes. So, um, Scraggy would be my go-to for the headbutting. Um, I'm pretty sure it's an Ultra Sun, so that works. Yeah. Uh, And I think they walk in groups lazily. That sounds about right, so. Yeah. Yeah, it checks all the boxes there. So Scraggy is their first pick, I guess? Scraggy is correct. Oof. Uh, that oh, nice, is correct. Nice. Two points there. Uh, so there you're we go. We're back in three. it. We're back in it. <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, the, the, uh, the second entry we had for that today is it's Pokemon X entry reads, its skin has a rubbery elasticity, so it can reduce damage by defensively pulling its skin up to its neck. 
<laughs> All right. Well, you guys are three for three. Your next question is your uh, is your multiple answer question. As always, you guys can get up to three points on this question. Okay. Uh, they this this one is from Wyatt. Uh, there are five answers here. And you know what? I'm going to need all five for three points. Uh, every first point is going to require two answers. Second point is going to require two answers. Third point is just going to require the final. Um, and this one is uh, it's from Wyatt. So if you don't know Wyatt, he he really likes Pokemon Go. So there are five special lure modules in Pokemon Go. What are they? Yo, I might know this. Uh, so there is the magnetic one. That is correct. The grassy the, one? That uh it's not called grassy. Oh, mossy lure. That mm. is correct. Yes. One, I'll give you a strike for the grassy though. You got to be careful on these names. Oh no. <laughs> I don't I don't know for sure if it's a rainy rainy the rainy lure. The rainy lure is correct. That is 3 of okay. them. Uh so that's 3 of them. Um, uh, there would be there's an ice lure of some type because glaceon's a thing. Right. I don't know what's name though. Snowy lure, right? This the ice. It's either icy or snowy. I would think. I don't, it's neither. Oh no. <laughs> uh, uh, but you're close enough. There's an icy one. Glacial lure. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, glacial. glacial yeah. Okay. yeah. Glacial. There's one more lure, uh, so that's two points. There's you got four of them. Uh, <clears throat> I think this one doesn't evolve things because it's probably the golden lure for golden goes. Or it the is the goals. golden lure. There you go. There you go. There is all five of them. I don't feel bad for not knowing glacier lure. Glacier, <laughs> glacial lure as you guys. Name. You guys are at six points. Um, as always, your last question is your base stat question. As always, this question comes to us from that Steve kid. We hey, talked about Steve. pseudo legendaries earlier in the news. Uh, so which first stage pre-evolution of a pseudo legendary Pokemon has the lowest base stat total? Oh no. Oh. Well, it's uh, not Duraludon. I can tell you that. It could be. <laughs> oh, I didn't put that in the news. Duraludon was banned from Little Cup. Oh, I no. believe that. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking, I know. I'm sure we needed that in the news. Um, hmm. So, Gumi comes to mind. Uh, right. <laughs> Gumi. Uh, Dreepy. Oh, it's probably Dreepy. Uh, that's the one I was thinking about. Dreepy yeah. has nothing going for it looking at it. <laughs> Right. It is an ammunition. <laughs> it, it is feed, Pokemon feed. Like, my guess would have been Gumi, but yeah, no, Dreepy exists. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's, uh, Beldum's pro, Beldum could be there. Uh, I think it oh. probably has good enough stats to get there, uh, but. I was gonna say, I think it has good defense. I, I think and it stuff. has better stats than Dreepy, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No one uses a Beldum because it has one move, but. Right. <laughs> So, uh, Dreepy? I would be, I'd be fine with Dreepy. Yeah. Dreepy is correct with a base stat of 270. The rest of them, I believe, have 300, uh, with the exception okay. of Frigibax, uh, who is at 320. Oh, oh look at him. Yeah, look at, look, at, look at that guy. So that gives you seven points today. Um, so that does change up the standings. Let me uh, let me change it up here. Um, and <laughs> Not in a way that matters, but it does. Change. Uh, it might you don't know? I mean, okay, fair, fair. Jushiro's on like right after Shark, so if Shark can't get it. Jushiro yeah, could. Uh, in a race Whoa. to forty, in first place we've got Seth Vila with thirty-eight. In second place, Linian with thirty-six. In third place, Sigma with thirty-five. 
In fourth place, Shark with 34. In fifth, Whimsicott and Shamu with 32. In seventh, we've got Jushiro with 30. In eighth, we've got Sublime with 27. In ninth, we've got Mark with 20. And in tenth, we've got Claude9 with 12, but that's only because he hosts when I'm gone. And (laughs) uh, so I totally can have the points when he hosts. Uh, it actually, take it is over next time because Seth's doing and if they get zero, that would actually be just kind of fun. That would be one. really funny, actually. I, I don't think that we've <laughs> ever would, had that. I would probably laugh. I don't think we've had I that. I think there's been one-pointer games. There, there, a one-point game could happen. <laughs> it could happen. But Shark's there, so, you know. It's no, so it won't happen. So it won't happen is what you're telling me. <laughs> They'll be smart enough to use it on, like, the multi-point question and get there. Yeah. All right. Well, your uh, – yeah, that's it. If you guys want more Puckles Pokey Quiz, you can tune in next week, uh, to, or not next week, but the week after next for another episode of the Puckle Podcast. Next year. Uh, oh, no. no uh, Actually, I think it airs next year. I think it comes I, out I think the the, I think this is the last quote. Yeah, this is the last episode of 2023. Would you look at that? Yeah, the, it comes Mary out Mary. on New Year's. Hey. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, well, would you look at that? All right. Well, yep. We are going to go ahead and uh, kick it on over then, guys, to the topic. Hey, everyone. Make sure you make it on over to the Puckle League this week over on our Discord server, PuckleDiscord.com. Shark Finnegan is going to be holding a OU tournament on cartridge. So if you want to have fun and have a good time doing it, go ahead, head over to the Discord server. Additionally, if you have one of the more creative teams, there are rules on the Discord server, and you might be entered into a way to earn a $20 eShop gift card. So make sure you head on over and you hang out and just play some Pokemon with us. Until next time, though, guys, have fun and rock it on for the topic of the episode. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the topic. I no longer have to beat around the bush when talking this episode. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about Indigo Disc. Uh, I do want to give some slight spoiler warnings. I'm sure we'll spoil something along the way discussing it. It isn't that long, uh, but it's lo- it's definitely longer than Teal Mask. Yes. Mm-hmm. It feels like it has more content. Yeah, no, no. So, like, my my very initial, my very first initial impression and uh, is that the decks just feels better. Um than previous installments like the one that really got me it's weird the dex is a weird part the, for the dex is weird because a lot of its starters right like 30 of its starter like a third of its starters a third of its starters 71 of it yeah like 71 or 72 starters i believe are in there i haven't caught any of the starters yet do i have to spend the blueberry points for that 
You have to set. You have to get collect three thousand for each area. Oh, that's so much. It's not bad if you do multiplayer. Multiplayer blueberry points get okay. I haven't done that yet. Collected so quickly. Yeah, you got to do it in multiplayer. Uh, okay. I did it with Dennis last night, and we got like six thousand in an hour. Oh, that's not too bad. And that was just two people. So if you're in a group of three or four, you can you can get points real quick. And you need to do the quests anyway to unlock legends, so it's fine. Yeah. Which is. I believe they unlock music, so that's why you get the legends. No, not because you need them. Yeah. <laughs> unless it's unless it's Kabu, you could always use another Kabu. I did hear but. for the legends, um, that since some of them are version exclusive, that if you play with somebody so uh, with the opposite version, you can grab their legends as well? Or am I hearing incorrectly? The way it works is there are a handful of common legends that you can get from solo quests regardless, which are like Kabu, the legendary birds... And then there's version exclusive ones that you can get through the group quests because you, there's also some that you can only get through group quests like Kiram and Rayquaza. Mm-hmm. So, so the group quests give you the other version exclusives and the like third legends like Necrozma, Rayquaza, things like that. Sure, sure, sure. So you have to do multiplayer to get all the legends anyway. I don't know. The decks just felt better to me like walking in. And being like, oh man, there's just so many more things to catch. Like the one that the thing that grinded my gears the most. It's it is deceptive. It is deceptive though because it's slightly deceptive. I still count like the getting the starters as well. It's not just the starters. It, you also have to get like the Alolan forms of the same Pokemon you have already. Things like that. No, no, no. Which I I actually enjoy that. I actually enjoy that. I like it. But it's, it is deceptive because that means they didn't add that many more Pokemon. Uh, yeah, but I, I still, I still like it. It makes the decks feel better. Like it is nice walking in and having only like 60 to 70 Pokemon caught instead of the hundred that you had in Kitakami. You already had half the decks. So yeah, I, this just feel, I just feel like so, such a basic person when I say things like this, but I really like catching Pokemon in Pokemon games. Oh, I agree. Well, that's, the whole point of it. It's like half the game. Filling the decks is a very satisfying feeling. It's a very satisfying feeling. People think it's battling, but it's really just catch. I mean, battling is the huge part, but catching to me is like the feature of Pokemon. Yeah, catching feels really good. Uh, watching the deck entry register itself. Oh, I love it. Very satisfying. Yeah. And I agree, the whole having the regional, having its own pocket, I was pleasantly surprised when I caught my first Alol- Alolan uh, Executor. I agree with you, Jushiro. I I agree with you, because I think having their own entries is very important. And and they've been actually very good about it this game. Like, all of the regionals are here. Um, Like, they have Hisuimons, they have Hisuimons, uh, they've got... Uh, which Hisuimon are they, are they missing? Are they missing somebody? I mean, they're missing, like, a couple Alolan Mons. I was going to say, they're missing Weirder, they're missing Weirder, and they're missing Alolan Raichu. I'm very confused by their decisions with a lot of the Hisuimon still, if that makes sense. Like, I, I'm, no, it really does bother me. I think it's done very poorly. This is the thing that probably grinds my gears about this DLC the most. So, like, we could get a lot of the Hisuimons in through home, uh, you know, before this, right? Like, Quillfish and Overquill were both in the code. Uh, and Hisuian Quillfish is in the Blueberry decks. I was shocked to see that thing floating around. Yeah, no, when I saw it, I was like, did they come up with a way to evolve it? Because you originally, before Indigo Disc, you can't evolve Hisuian Quillfish in Scarlet and Violet. 
you had to send it back to PLA and evolve it there. And so they gave it to us and they, they did change it. They made it so just as long instead of, you know, using the move strong style, using bar barrage strong style 20 times. Just know it. You could just know it. Just know it and level up. And you become an overquill. Wow. That's a fantastic upgrade. You know what? You know who has a similar evolution method to that? Stantler and a weird deer. Stantler just needs to know size shield bash. Maybe he'll evolve. No, we didn't make that change. That would make sense. Yeah. I, I saw, I saw the he's making quillfish and I'm like, Oh my God, they fixed Quillfish. Like I even posted in the Discord. I'm like, oh, they actually fixed him. And then I looked up Weirdeer and I'm like, oh. They did not fix Weirdeer. It, it upsets me. It upsets me because like they had the lore. The lore is that like Stantlers are weaker or whatever now and they can't evolve into Weirdeer. But um, I, my internal canon for that, and it is my internal canon, is that they just forgot how to use Psy Shield Bash, which is something that a stronger Stantler could do. And if they can learn it, they should be able to become Weirdeer again. But you know. And they were actually really smart about how they implemented Size Shield Bash into Scarlet and Violet. Because it's an egg move. It's only, yeah, it's only an egg move that Stantler can learn by breeding with a Weird Ear or another Stantler that knows it. Mm. You could get it by transferring your Weird Ear in. But they decided, no, we're gonna, we're gonna just not let it evolve. Uh, and even more frustratingly is Cleavor's in this deck. Um, and Black Augurite is not in the game. Uh, and what's even worse is the place where you can catch Cleavor. Uh, cause it's, there's a wild Cleavor. Looks like black augurites just sticking out of the ground. It there's just looks like black augurites everywhere. It, and I believe the deck entry, let me pull it up. The the deck entry for Cleavor that's in Blueberry Academy also just expands upon it about how it's not like an ancient Pokemon anymore. Uh it's it's so frustrating. Let me find it. I'm just happy they put scissor in the wild now too, but uh no, here it is. Here it is. Scarlet. Uh parts of its body turned into stone when it evolved, thanks to an extremely rare ore found in volcanic areas. Hmm. No, it's extremely rare or yeah. Come on. Come on, Game Freak. Where's my black augurite? Where's my black augurite? Force me to trade my, my, like, I still, like, I'm okay with it being a trade evolution, just like Scizor with the black augurite instead of just letting me, like, use it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm, this is, that is the number one most frustrating part about this DLC to me is, like, they fixed some things, but obviously ignored others. To be fair, they at least gave you Cleavor and, cause they didn't give us regular Ursaluna still. They they did at least give it to us. No, they did it, which is also I'm so confused by what they are trying to do with those these Hisumi mons. Like they like it should have just been in the Wild and Blueberry Academy. Why not? But here we are. It's possible that the the ones that they haven't they are waiting for some sort of uh, raid event to just maybe it's yeah, not the same though. It's not the it's same. Not. <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh those uh Urs uh Arceus, I totally forgot that Overquill was a Pokemon. <laughs> That's okay. That's because it wasn't like I think it was. I think it was a boss, wasn't it? Maybe. Nah, no, it wasn't. So Overquill. Uh, there's there's a couple of Hisuimons that just aren't mentioned anywhere that exist and don't. Well, so so there's like ten of them. There's ten of them that we all remember, right? Because ten of them, five of them were like they were the Warden Pokemon. Were the Warden Pokemon, and then the other five were the Ride Pokemon, and so we remember those ten. But then there's also like Hisui and Gudra. Who and Hisuian Sligu. Gudra was a boss, though. What do you mean it was a boss? It wasn't a. So during the end phase, where you had to go to the three uh, lake spirits, you had to battle bosses there. Oh yes, yes, you you are correct. You are correct. Gudra was a boss. Um, Hisuian Zoroark. Zoroark was a bar boss, and I don't remember the third. I wasn't sure if it was Overquill or not. It wasn't Overquill, was it? I don't know. I know there was another boss though, so I don't. Okay, know. Okay, I forget then. <laughs> 
It was forgettable because it was just a boss once, but yeah. Yeah, forgettable. Those are forgettable events. So like there, there's just like a few of them that just weren't one of those 10. And so we just forget them collectively. And Quillfish is one of them. Yeah, no, it came out uh, on one of those rage fights. And I'm like, what is this Pokemon? And I saw it and I was so confused. I'm like, is this a new Pokemon from the DLC? Am I missed? Because, you know, I kept myself not. Uh, but no, and then uh, you guys helped me realize that it was Arceus. It was uh, Hisuian. Well, also, like, Quill, Hisuian Quillfish just isn't a Pokemon you find on a standard playthrough of Arceus. Like, you have to go exploring for it and find it. Yeah, never a hundred completed uh, RCS. So it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, I'm just very frustrated by the lack of just letting us evolve Pokemon that we know evolve. Like, I, I just, I'm very frustrated by it. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of those things where, like, they're going to do it now, but I guarantee you, in like two or three years, they're going to be like, "Oh, you can do it now," and it's going to be they're going to make a slightly big deal about it. Right, because it's going to be very, very difficult to keep track of this as we progress through the time. No, no, no it's, they will eventually give up. It's, we're still just on Scarlet and Violet, which is one game after, and they they will give up. Like I guarantee you, the next game that Mel Meltan's in, it we're gonna have an evolution method in game to evolve into Melmetal. Probably, I I guarantee it. I'm surprised it didn't make it in this game. I I'm actually shocked. I'm actually shocked that Meltan is not in this game. Yeah, I am actually shocked by that. The Kalos Legends are the biggest shock to me, but I okay. So hear me out. Um. So this segues nicely into a lot of things I've noticed. So um, it's very clear. Um, everybody tells you that the Blueberry Academy is... Is in Unova. What? Is in Unova. And honestly, at least three of the Elite Four members are definitely related to a gym leader in in the game, uh, in Unova. Uh, like Two of them explicitly. Uh, two of them explicitly. Crispin is obviously the son of Chili, right? Like, there's just no doubt. Interesting. I, I could see them being related, yes. Uh, yeah, there's just, they're at least related. Like, maybe it's his nephew. I don't really care. But, like... Right. You you don't make a fire-type gym leader who's really into cooking. or <laughs> In Unova. Right, right. Yeah. When you have that group of those guys, yeah. Yeah, and then Lacey, it, it's pretty much... It, it's all but said that she's the daughter of Clay. She has the same gemstones on her little hair clips. She uses Excadrill. Yep. Hmm. As her signature Pokemon. And then there's Drayton, who looks exactly like Drayton. So, yeah, I don't. I assume he's grandson, not son, but you know, we'll see. No, no, it, it's it's the grandson of. Uh, They're related. They're related. That's all. It's no, no. It's actually it's actually stated. Oh, when you talk to Hassel, your grandfather Drayton informed me that you were forced to repeat your school several several years in fact. <laughs> so I just want to point that out because Shamu fought me for a very long time saying it's probably not. He's not. They're not related just because they're the same type and the same, almost the same name. And have the same name, yeah. <laughs> Almost of the same name. Uh, I was just like, I'm like, there's just no way. Yeah, Clay is the father. They were related. I knew they were related in some way. I didn't know how yet. Lacey reveals that Clay is her father during a chat with Nimona. I mean, I was going to say, we, we learned that pretty early on, too. Like, the... Yeah, we also... It's just told. It's essentially... You can figure it out. As the DLC starts, uh, the, the guy who brings you there, Cyrano, is like, yeah, she's... She's the daughter of a gym leader in Unova. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and it's just, and it's Excadrill, and you're like, oh, so it's Clay. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, we got. Amaris doesn't doesn't have anything exp- explicit, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if it, you know, if she had some was Lenora. Yeah, like related to Lenora somehow, or uh, and then Crispin again, chilly. Like, there's just there's no way it should be. It there's no way. Come on, there has like that has to be what's going on. 
That said, I really like the Elite Four characters, though. They're fun. No, the, the characters are done very well. Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about them uh, per se as characters and how amazing they are in personality-wise. Like, Drayton's really fun. Drayton is super fun. I love Crispin, mostly because I really, um, it re- he really spoke to me as a character. Uh, though- I hated his, I hated Crispin's trial, but I, I do, Crispin was fun. Right, Crispin himself, right, the character, his personality, that being the guy who's- mm-hmm. I had no problems with any of these trials. I thought all of their trials were interesting in their own ways. It took me a long time to figure out onions were spicy. Uh, I did not care if the onions were spicy. I just put them on there. I did not put them on there, and I was taking things off before I started putting onions on. Uh, I failed that. I just, I just figured, I, I, I just, I just figured everything I had left over after doing all of the things was what was I what was supposed to go on the sandwich. That was my assumption. I assumed I had to make a choice on something not being spicy, so I didn't put the onions on, <laughs> and, I, and I just kept failing it because i'm like okay well maybe the chorizo isn't spicy the jalapenos are definitely spicy mustard should be spicy chili is definitely spicy so it's like mm. yeah onion is the spicy vegetable i guess i don't i don't agree or fruit i don't even know what that is anywho um yeah so crispin i love just his personality i think it just reflects a lot on me <laughs> i'm the that type of guy lacy is fun i always love her going Making the X with her hands, it's like, no, stop. I love it. Uh, she's so gen, she's so gen C, uh, with the whole, like, you know, boundaries thing, um, that I just love her personality a lot. I guess the only one that I have not much to say, uh, is the steel. Yeah, amorous. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of like, don't have much of a personality yet, but I haven't really encountered, I haven't, so I, to be clear, I've only gotten She's more stoic and reserved, I found, so it's a uh, takes a little bit more to learn about her. But mm-hmm. she did give me infinite flight, so I like her a little bit. <laughs> so I've only gone through one Elite Four, so I haven't experienced the whole DLC yet. Uh, but um, so far, the characters are A+. Plus. Um, honestly, I'm just enjoying a lot the story behind them and what, you know, their motivations and stuff. So, so far, so good. I haven't finished it. I'm enjoying that. Uh, I want to do speak a little bit about the things that I'm kind of like <clears throat> from this DLC. Number one is why is it so glitchy? In which way? Like, what do you mean glitchy? So the mud pool, the mud pool is a special kind of glitchy. <laughs> Are you just talking about scarlet and violet because scarlet and violet has been glitchy the entire time maybe uh it could be it's just be that mm. i am honestly shocked at this point that i mean one it is better than it was at launch the i mean the mud pool is pretty much what the the lake used to be it's what the lake used to be it feels like but they've updated and fixed the lake do not touch the mud pool do not touch the mud pool the the weird thing is the weird thing about the mud pool is the one you can swim in is fine. The one you can walk in kills the switch. Yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on with that. It's it's very odd. And they put it right at the start, and I don't understand. Well, maybe that is. Maybe it's the mud pool. Um, but I did experience high uh lag. The mud pool specifically just breaks the switch. That one's really bad. That one, the mud pool is really bad. Right, and then I got into a raid fight where the text was in the middle of the screen instead of below. You're just, I, I, this isn't a DLC thing. This is literally just a. This is not a DLC thing? Well, I've not experienced it till now. That's why I'm surprised, cause. Something I was shocked at is 
that the camera is really bad with double battles. Yes. In the wild, you're not getting all four Pokemon on screen in a good angle. It's been really bad in general since, like, uh, honestly, even, like, with, uh, they, they did, like, an update for the camera angles for VGC not too long ago. I was going to say, the camera angles in this, the camera angles against the Elite Four were fine, right? Ever since that update, it's just, it's just been weird, because, like, even when I was playing, uh, I was doing some laddering on stream the other week, mm-hmm. and it was it was just not behaving at all. Like, the camera angle was just garbage. The camera angles are a little better when you're in, like, a stadium set setting or, like, a field setting. But when you're out in the wild, it just doesn't work. Do you guys have that problem uh, with uh, when you hit the but- the thumbs- the right thumbstick to center the camera? It doesn't do it sometimes? It does not do it. Okay, I thought it was my- con- is my controller getting messed up? What's going on here? Um, okay, I just wanted to be clear. Maybe it is a fact that I'm just complaining about Violet and Scarlet. But I do have to say, it is the first time I can- well, not the- I have to admit, not the lag, but every time I've experienced the lag in- their normal game there's always been something that i'm like yeah the switch is not handling it well because i mean either it's a real big uh panoramic view or there's a lot of pokemon or something and i'm like yeah but then i started this dlc and th- immediately i guess it's because that mud uh pool that i uh, uh that you come across in the beginning yeah. completely made it lag and i'm like whoa this is like intense lagging the mud pool is not emblematic of the entire experience the mud pool is a special case of just being awful <laughs> specifically the mud pools that you walk in and then maybe and since you guys have gone farther in the dlc than me i'm the terrarium is nice but i feel like it doesn't have much personality yet it has a couple places that are cool like charlestown cave which is odd to me because like geographically i don't know how that makes sense Unless it's like in the bay, unless unless Blueberry Academy is like in the bay just south of it, you know what I mean? I would assume they just recreated it in some way, but I don't know. Yeah, I also also the fact that Chargestone Cave is in this game really makes me feel. This is something I've been wanting to talk about. It makes me feel like Gen Five remakes just aren't happening yet. Um, the what I've always thought it was going to be like gen 4 or gen 4 versions of gen 2 remakes next but hopefully but that's what i would i think i think there's a very high likelihood that we get like a harkle to silver remake i i think i i think that is that's what i'm hoping for i hope for that as well i think that is desirable at least for me uh, i would like if you're gonna make a if you want to make like a direct remake i that's what i would do honestly i would love to see the same treatment that we kind of got with uh diamond and pearl where you get a Harkle Soul Silver and you get a Legends game based on Harkle Soul Silver. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be okay with getting like a Legends Black and White combined with a Gold and Silver remake. But yeah, no, I understand. Ho-Oh and Lugia deserve something too. I will preach until like the cows come home, man, that I think that a lot of the success of Legends Arceus is due to BDSP. Like, I I think BDSP was the warm-up for uh legends arceus and almost somewhat required so that you were familiar enough with the region so that when you went back in time and you saw the older version of it you could make all those connections much easier because the because you had just experienced the old ones right uh the originals i this is this is just this is very personal and a thought for thatch but that that's what i was thinking i i think that's reasonable i th- as long as it's not two months apart again like that that needs at least six months right uh i don't know like the two months was fine i feel like i i think the problem was 
I think the big game should be the November game and not a January game. I just don't think they set up uh I, I don't think they set up proper expectations. Well, they probably did, but the they, they don't understand their fan base because they didn't set up proper expectations of their fan base. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's possible, but yeah. Yeah, uh, you're not wrong, right? Yeah, I just don't think they set up proper uh proper anything with their fan base about whether or not what what they should expect, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I think that's a a big problem because, and I hope it's something that gets solved in the near future. MIDI-SP, the problem with that game was the Pokedex was just terrible. It, it was a one-for-one remake for the most part. They they tried to help you out with the underground. Like, I, I liked having a Houndoom. I liked having a Houndoom. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, it needed, like, a little bit of, a little bit of changing. Uh, and HeartGold SoulSilver remakes would need the same kind of thing, but... Yeah, I, I'm kind of hoping that happens. But yeah, the, the, playing through this game, I'm like, oh, they're showing off a lot of Unova love that I feel like if they were to announce a Unova remake next year, that it just feels too soon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think Kitakami gives you that same respect as this does to Unova for like the rest of, you know, Gens 1 through 4, their regions, just because it doesn't give you as many callbacks to what those regions really had. And so I don't know. I, I find it very interesting. I, I I really think it does set us up for something that's not Unova in 2024. Well, I, I do have to talk about something in the DLC that I deeply enjoy because it's something that I've, you guys have heard me say this multiple times on the show that one of my things that I wish Pokemon would add is a option to just pass the game in dual by, in double battles, double team. Yeah, that's true. All the battles are double battles. Right. I've always asked for that. This DLC gave it to me and I'm so happy. I love double battles, even though I don't play it much because I don't, I don't play VAG, uh, VGC, but I just feel double battles provide more opportunities for awesome combos that you just don't do when it's single. No, you are, you are absolutely correct. There's a ton of moves in Pokemon that are useless outside of double battles, like helping hand. And I've always thought, like, why can't we just have a full game? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of abilities that are garbage. Uh, you are, you are absolutely correct. I know. I really enjoy this. Like my, I have to say, like the difficulty of the Blueberry League is very good. Yes, it is. You can't. It's not like a normal Pokemon game where you can just kind of roll in without anything and be high enough level and crush it. You have to think. You have to plan, or you will not beat them. Even with a hundred uh, level one hundred team, you still need to be careful because you might get wrecked. <laughs> like EV training is is something that. You might have to actually consider EV training, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely insane. I mean, their Pokemon are EV trained, so yeah. <laughs> so I really wish again. I don't want to take away the single battles for those that enjoy. I know that that's the popular mode, so everyone loves singles because that's how we grew up. That's the original, you know, Pokemon taste. But uh, I really like flaming hot double battles, uh, and I really hope that I don't know how maybe in the next generation. Give an, give me an option, just if if it's possible, or at least more uh, more opportunities to play doubles. Cause just I I just feel as it's just such a better battle experience for me. And it, like you said, it makes it more challenging. Uh, it gives you more opportunity for strategies. Absolutely. All in all, I just love double battles, and I really hope this is a theme that they continue on. Uh, if they can't give me a whole game with double battles, just do this. Give me more DLCs with double battle. It was a nice way to differentiate the DLC from the like main game. Yeah, no, I mean, I've really enjoyed this DLC. This DLC um, has like ticked a lot of boxes for me. 
I, I also am just like a sucker because this is the one that finally gave us like some area zero growth. I, I still don't know how I feel about Carmine and Kieran. Um, I, I really wish we would have just got, they're okay. But like, I, I'm kind of upset that they like, they, they wanted you to go adventure in area zero, right? They want you to go adventure in area zero. And they're just like, how about Drayden, Drayton, uh, Thatch, uh, Carmen and Kieran go. And I go, okay, but like, guys, we know there's like three other guys that won't be the first time. Right. And then you even talk about them when you get there. Yeah. And then, you, then they're like, but you didn't get permission. <laughs> That's what a champion do. Yeah, I do like the answers they give you that because, like, the first one they're just they're just like, yeah, it looks like you became the Blueberry League champion and everything. You're just like, that's what a champion do, and they're just like, but then you went to Area Zero without permission. That's what a champion do. Do <laughs> uh, uh, that. That got me. That that got me. That dialogue got me. It was great. The dialogue is top notch. <laughs> I I laughed. Pokemon, that was probably the first time Pokemon dialogue has gotten me like that. That was really good. I was shocked by it. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm picking that option. Uh, what else can I speak of this? Um, so I haven't gotten across the story. You guys mentioned that it does tie in back to Area Zero at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the story is pretty worthwhile. I felt the story for the, for the first DLC was kind of meh. I was a little disappointed Briar didn't show up earlier in the DLC, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Dry, he's such a magnificent cast of man. Yeah. I feel like she should have greeted you when you got to Blueberry Academy or something, but. Yeah, I don't know. It, the whole. She feels underused in the first part of the DLC. It, uh, the two DLCs were like definitely planned together, obviously story wise, but I feel like it just wasn't stitched together as well as they could have been. I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not upset because I think what they tried to do is something very grand. Honestly, as a dungeon master in D&D, I'm very impressed with what they have ex- they have accomplished in terms of the story. Uh I'm just I'm very happy they were able to pull it off something that was this grand. I I do think that uh I don't know. Like I really just enjoy this area zero story. I just I want more of it. I don't know how they can do more of it, but I want more of it. Like I this it was very good. Like Pokémon story blew me away this gen and I just want more. Like, if they can give me more Area Zero, I would love it. <laughs> yeah, like, the characters knocked it out of the park this gen. Oh, absolutely. The story was such a step up, too, so... Very chock-full of personality. Um, All in all, the characters are, yeah, among the best of any generation so far. Which, you know, it's half of Pokemon. People don't talk about the characters enough, I feel. That's because oftentimes you... Talk to them once and then you're done with them. Like, they don't get personalities and this game actually gives them. Right. And the, and the, and the most famous characters that we can think of are the ones that just participate in the anime, uh, or participate in the anime, which of course there's more. No, you are so correct though. You are so correct. And, but this, this generation is not the case. I also think like having the elite four in the Blueberry Academy be your peers worked better for it. Mm hmm. Yeah, actually, I don't disagree. Like, it was weird because Alola kind of tried to do that, but they weren't, like, the trial captains weren't active. They were, they were passive. They they also just felt like kids. They just felt like kids, if that makes sense. Like, these guys don't feel like kids. It feels like high school. And it feels exactly how we would do and how at least I would do in high school, where it was like, have your friends, do your own Elite Four team, have people compete against you. I did that when I was in, uh, in high school, like... 
you know, and it, it felt they brought that back with this. It's like, yeah, this is what I used to do at school. I, you know, four of my friends would get together. And we're like, we're the elite four. Uh, and then base our teams and stuff. So it, it, it definitely just felt more organic, uh, as an experience instead of just having this be like an organization. You are absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. Well, yeah. Well, I think this is a good place to stop. I think we've gotten most of it out. I, I want to do a full review when we come back from Christmas when we've played, when we've all played through it the whole way. Like my first impressions are very, very positive. <laughs> They're very positive. Also, a lot of my favorite Pokemon came back. So, and I was skeptic when I started and, and it started lag. I was like, hmm, I don't like this, but it really has. I, I do feel, I, I do feel bad for the monkeys, Furfro and Pat Rat. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I feel bad for Furfro. Uh, I okay, so like, hear me out. I also wouldn't be surprised if we got some kind of like Kalos game. Because aren't they all in there? Uh, I don't know about Pat. Pat Wright might be. Um, Pat Wright might not be. You're right. Uh, oh no, let me look. Let me let me look. Because the monkeys certainly are. I actually don't know. Uh, if it were, if it was or wasn't, I don't know. I will tell you right now. I know the monkeys. I know Perpro. <laughs> I don't know Pat Rat. Watchhog is available in in X and Y. It's on Route 15 in X and Y. You can catch Watchhog. You cannot catch Pat Rat, but you can catch Watchhog. So it's so late in the game, you would have never added it to your team. Got it. But you can catch a Watchhog. <laughs> uh, I knew they put a lot of like the uh, like the regional road. In. Uh, to be fair, X and Y still one of, some of my favorite Pokemon games of all time. It's really well designed. I agree. I uh, it's it's very well designed, and the Dex is ginormous. Like the Dex compared to the Dex is bigger than today's. The modern regional decks, so. Well, we get modernly, like in Sword and Shield and, and Scarlet and Violet, we've gotten 400 for the base regional decks, um, and X and Y was 450, um, which, I mean, to be fair, a lot of that's like filled with fluff, because I think it had almost every single regional rodent present in X and Y. Mm -hmm. I, I gotta find this Callus regional decks now. Um, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it was insane, um. It it was uh yeah list of, oh, I don't want list of Pokemon by national next number I want list of Pokemon by Kalos number uh <laughs> it was uh it, it yeah it was just great I yeah I hope we get I I would love some kind of Kalos love too it's been a decade you know we could get it mm -hmm. by the way before we do move on uh I guess my last question would be um what are you expect is this it is this the end of the our journey to in uh, Paldia or do you think there's more to come. Probably not because there's an epilogue chapter that needs to be released, but you know. So that yeah, there is in this code there is a uh, this has been data mined. There is a uh, there is an epilogue chapter. It's probably going to be released kind of like the old mythical style. I was going to say I assume it's going to be a Pokemon Day drop, but you know. Yeah, I assume on Pokemon Day we're going to get something that's going to unlock the epilogue. That's my um but it does let you do some stuff and I don't know if that's going to be the end of it either to be fair. Like there might be more. I don't know though. I don't know. I haven't finished everything with Trapagos yet, so that might feel like there's like a good stamp and a conclusion there. Mm -hmm. I would, I'm like I said, I'm all for just like more story, right, all the time. Uh, so, so we'll see. Right, right. We will see. But yeah, all right, yeah. So far, good things. Only good thing. Well, not only good things. Uh, we're dear guys. <laughs> we're dear. We're dear. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is going to be it for our uh, topic today. We're going to kick it on over then to our Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Pokemon of the episode. 
welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode is National Dex number 76. Golem, the Megaton Pokemon. It fires rocks charged with electricity. Even if the rocks isn't fired that accurately, just grazing <laughs> an opponent will cause numbness and fainting. Uh, this is That's for Alolan Golem, specifically. Um, because that's who we're talking about today, because he's back, baby! Uh, uh, yeah. I've actually, I was, I've actually really hyped that he's back. I love Alolan Golem. Uh, I, he decided to be a real gun, and I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was Dragapult before Dragapult, okay? Yep. Alolan Golem. He fires Geodudes. He fires Alolan Geodudes. He fires Alolan Geodudes out of his real gun, okay? So that's, that's all that matters. I mean, technically, uh, Rhyperior was swearing Geodudes too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was regular Geodudes. You were correct. Um, but yeah, uh, Alolan they are Golem. related, so you know. Alolan Golem it's, is a party. Uh, a Gen uh, 1 Pokemon. It is a Gen 1 Pokemon that got uh, a regional form. It has the exact same base stats, I believe, uh, as a Lo- as Cantonian Golem, uh, which means right. that it has a 120 attack, 130 defense, 80 HP, 55 special attack. Nobody cares about that. Um, 65 hmm. special defense and 45 speed. But that doesn't mean you can't be in PU. Uh, so <laughs> that's what we got for you today. A PU team with a Lolan Golem, uh, yes. and, and some other things that are just like really weird that they're here. Things we don't uh, see often. Yeah. Ever. Like a lot of these Pokemon, I'd be like, I haven't talked about you competitively in a very long time with the exception or of you, Furigarath. And then you realize we're in PU and that's why. <laughs> uh, so, so we do have an Alolan Golem on this team. Um, it's, uh, it's got, it's holding a magnet. It's got the galvanize ability, uh, which is great, actually. Uh, Terra type ice, uh, and max attack, max speed, Adam in nature, Lolan Golem coming right at you, uh, with explosion, which galvanize is going to turn into an electric type move. Um, <laughs> uh, so you get stab, ex- stab explosion, uh, body slam, yeah. which galvanize is also going to turn into an electric type move. Yeah, well, uh, it paralyzes. That, yeah. That's on theme. Yeah, Earthquake and uh, Terra Blast. So you could you could Terra Blast. Oh my gosh, Galvanize would turn Terra Blast into an electric type move. It's a special attack though. It is totally yeah. yeah, yeah, it is a special attack, but it would it would turn it into an electric type move still. Yes. Um that that is that is hilarious. Until you Terra, then it's a nice type, I think. And then uh talking about Pokemon you want a third type on, we've got Bombardier uh holding a choice scarf. Uh, with the ability Rocky Payload, because then it just turns into Delmize. Uh, but it's uh, flying rock and uh, flying rock and dark. Uh, Terra type Ooh. is flying, so that you can get a little bit more out of the Brave Bird. Uh, max attack, max speed. Once again, because we're in PU. Um, and uh, Jolly Nature, you're going fast. You got Rock Slide, Parting Shot, Knock Off, and Brave Bird. All the stab, all over the place. And parting shot. I didn't know it got parting shot. Good for it. Yeah, I know. Isn't that great? Like, the, the, wow. I, I I am amazed. I didn't realize. Huh. How are you in PU? Because nobody realized you have parting shot. <laughs> Poor thing. I mean, it's down here because it's a dark flying, and I bet Honchkrow is slightly better. But Honchkrow is probably better, and then on top of that, like, Mandibuzz is back too now, so. <laughs> that is true. No, this is an offensive Mandibuzz is defensive, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, this is competing directly with Honchkrow. Yeah. And Honchkrow's cooler. People yeah, like so Honchkrow. somebody take uh, another two of these guys. Uh, sure. I'll take... I'll ta- oh, go ahead. I'll take, uh, I'll take Cramorant here, with its little heavy-duty boots and its gulp missile ability, exclusive to the Mr. Cramorant, who likes to eat things like Aracuda and 
Pikachu. Uh, <laughs> Not weird yes. at all. So we got the Steel type for our Terra. Uh, max special attack, max speed, timid nature. We're going to be surfing because we need that for our ability to activate. Uh, we have hurricane because that's our other attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have roost and then we have defog so we can manage hazards as we need to. So yay. Pretty simple. It's a good, well, not good water type where we're down in PU. It's a, <laughs> it's a water type that fell through the cracks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then next up we got Hisui and Sneasel. With an EV light and the pickpocket ability in case you get knocked off. I didn't know it got pickpocket. Good for it. Uh, dark terra type to get back to our sneasel roots. Max attack, max speed, jolly nature with gunk shot, close combat as your stab, sword stance, and taunt as your other moves. <laughs> then we have, oh, go ahead. Good times. Good times indeed. And then we have one of the new Pokemon that I really love. Uh, Houndstone uh, with Assault Vest. It has the ability Fluffy with a Terror type Dark. And it has Max HP, Max, max Attack. With the Adamant Nature, it goes with Poltergeist, Shadow Sneak, Play Rough, and Crunch. Mm-hmm. We'll finish up this team with Long Neck Boy, Fadidjidaf. Uh, with leftovers, armor tail as its ability, terror type fire with max HP, max special attack, quiet nature. Uh, I don't know if the IS zero IVs are that important, uh, but, uh, it does say it's to specify zero attack and zero speed in IVs. It has trick room, so like the low speed. Ah, there it is. Yes. Low okay. And, attack and doesn't then, as much as people say it does. Gotcha. And then it, we finalize with its attack, dazzling beam, terror blast, nasty plot, and trick room. You know, that's probably the best Pokemon on this team, but <laughs> <laughs> it actually sees play in VGC. For okay. Giraffe? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for Giraffe was <laughs> the, like, the- I mean, look at this team of Pokemon, and like, I haven't seen any of these except for for Giraffe. Like, that's the only one I think I've seen. Houndstone saw some play with Last Respects back in the day, but you know, mm-hmm. then we got Basculeton, and that's just a better user for it, so... <laughs> It ain't. Yeah. It doesn't see much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is the Pokemon of the episode. Uh, if you want to try the team, we'll throw it up on the Discord server for you guys. Uh, but other than that, we are going to kick it on over then to our mailbag. It's mail time. Send in your emails. Mail. Welcome to our mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can email us at pucklepodcast.gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Uh, of course, uh, we asked you guys last week what you thought of the DLC so far, and you guys wrote in. Uh, that's going to be the mailbag question for the next episode as well, uh, on top of uh, did you have a good holiday? Uh, what you get for that holiday? You know, I want to know. So without further ado, uh, this segment is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 We'll give you the Green Taurus badge if you write a great email or you spark joy or something like that. Without further ado, I want to hear what you guys have to say about the DLC so far. So our first email this week is going to come from Totes. Yeah, I got this one. Season's greeting and happy holidays. Puckle peeps. Totes McRae here. First time writer in. I've been listening to the podcast for about half a year now after discovering Puckle's Poke Quiz and instantly falling in love. But anyways, on to the Indigo Disc. Yeah. 
Poke Quiz is fun. People love the Poke Quiz. <laughs> I'm having a great time with the DLC so far. The double battles are a fresh of or a breath of fresh air. Strategy and my Pokemon in-game playthrough and the Terrarium has been fun to explore. It's also great to see some Pokemon finally make it to the Switch. Congrats, Minior and Toucanon. Sorry, Pat, Rad, and Furfru. Ne- maybe next time. They're like the only ones. They're the only ones missing, which is so frustrating. Yeah, no no one cares about the monkeys. When the monkeys show up, maybe they'll get evolutions, second evolutions. They'll be real starters. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of the DLC has to be the music. Jumping in and hearing remix tunes from Black and White instantly put a huge smile on my face. The first battle of the DLC was one of those moments I'm sure many of us have had in a Pokemon game where I had to put the controller down and just vibe to the music for a little while. I've always said that Gen 5 has the best music in the series, followed closely by Gen 4. If you disagree, go to the Village Bridge Musician side quest in Black and White 2 and get back to me. (laughs) My other favorite feature so far is the synchro machine. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I wish the synchro machine was good, but uh, I think it's cool. But the, the fact that you can find shinies in it, and one, you can kill them, and two, they probably despawn if you were too far away from where you are. Um, little awkward. There probably should have been a shiny lock on there. <laughs> uh, Though I will say I saw someone use Kyrim on the Synchro Machine, and uh, Kyrim doesn't have swimming animations, so... Uh, Yay! Uh, it just walks, and if it's too deep of water, it sinks, and you just come back. <laughs> Which is hilarious. He just chicken walks across the water. <laughs> but simply to, due to the fact that we can be a Pokemon now. Clunkiness aside, there's something satisfying about gliding around as a salamence and obliterating hordes of unsuspecting wild mons. But perhaps my enjoyment of this feature is simply coping due to the fact that we will never get a Pokemon Rumble game again. The first few game. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I wish you could level up in Pokemon Rumble. I think that would have been better than just collecting new ones, but. I think that every Pokemon game, even if it's a spinoff at this point, should have some sort of Pokemon home cap- compatibility. Um, I like, I, I think that if you don't have Pokemon home capability, it's not nearly as fun. Even if it's just like sending a gift Pokemon because you own the game. Yeah. Pokemon Snap should just give you one, right? It should just give you like a Zoro Aura or a Xerneas or something like that with a special ribbon. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, the first few games were a masterpiece of mindless beat-em-up fun, but as so happens to many games, the series was dragged to an early grave by greedy microtransactions. Rest in peace. Anyways, that's all I have for now. Can't wait to dive into the Indigo Disc over Christmas break and get lost in the Poke Magic. Hope everyone has fun with the DLC and has a wonderful ho- holiday season. Until next time. Totes. Thanks, Totes. We really appreciate that. All right. Well, I've got this next one from uh, Aki Cat. How do you do, Puckle Crew? This is my first time writing a letter to you guys, so it might be a bit long. It's actually like perfect length, actually. 
Uh, but thank you for the for the writing in. Um, I've always wanted to, but I couldn't because I get busy often due to education. Now I'm done with my master's degree. I couldn't contain my excitement for Pokemon Scarlet, Violet, and Indigo Disc DLC. Well, congrats on the master's. I did one of those once. It was uh, an accident. Um, yeah, no, it's just the way they do uh, physics PhDs. Like they did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he just found it on the Cracker Jack box. Well, kind of, honestly. <laughs> they like uh. They, when you do your when you do a physics PhD, you typically go straight for the PhD from your bachelor's. Uh, but because of the way the education system set up, like you have to get a master's to get your PhD. And so what you do is you get a master's in route is what they call it. Um, and so after like two years of being in school, they just give you a master's degree. Oh, well, that's hmm. convenient. Yeah. Yeah. So like after I was in grad school for two years, I had a master's degree. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, that's nice. It's, it's also so like if you drop out of grad school, like it, you have something to show for it. Right. Uh, because not a, like I would say only about 50% of people who go and try to do a PhD actually finish with a PhD. Um, and that's not because it's hard or anything. It's just that people find out it's not for them, which is a very, very like legitimate option. Uh, but I digress. Uh, I had been a big fan of Scarlet and Violet's narrative, but not answers for po- Paradox Pokemon. Uh, but not having answers for Paradox Pokemon always got me in the, my head. There are multiple theories, dream theory being the most dominant discussion point, as there's no evidence for those Pokemon to exist in the past, as we know from ancient Cyclozar's fossilized footprint, which doesn't match Coridon or Maridon. However, that theory did not sit well with me, and I always thought of an alternate explanations, and the most prominent one in my head was that they are from alternate timelines instead, where the past paradox are from the past that, do- that doesn't exist, and the future paradox are from a future that will never come to pass. I kept that theory. I was very excited about Kieran and Carmine as well as the prospect of meeting more Unovan characters who could make a return later in a future Unova game. The battles were challenging for me, but the best part of the sto- was the story of Kieran who thought, finally, someone has an issue with the protagonist capturing mythical or legendary Pokemon and being able to do whatever they want. Because <laughs> the world not reacting to your existence in any way was always my issue with the Pokemon game since I was a child. Uh, you would love D&D. <laughs> <laughs> I also love Jim rematches, new character interactions in the game, and finally the introduction of non-legendary, non-mythical, and non-pseudo 600 based at Pokemon. No, he's pseudo. He's pseudo. He is a pseudo. He is a pseudo. I, I was the most happy that it wasn't a mind control plot and satisfied with the conclusion, but that left me a lot of disappointment that we didn't get answers until I went into Kitakami's Crystal Pool, where meeting Professor Sada from the past and getting the most probable answer for the Paradox Pokemon being from an alternate timeline, and the reason why they thought they are called paradoxes because of you creating a bootstrap paradox, which was a fun reveal, and I felt vindicated for my prior thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am still enjoying my time with the Indigo Disc and unlocking more stuff for my for me to sink my teeth into. This is now my favorite Pokemon experience. If I ignore the frame rate issues I have had while playing it, uh, with love and apologies for the long email, Aki Cat. Not a long email. Very reasonable length email, actually. No, no, no. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very reasonable, actually. All right, our last email today is going to be from Scyther Sean. Yes, and that'll be me, and he says, Hello to all the Pucka crew. First time emailer. Hey, welcome. First of all, I want to say a massive thank you for all the amazing content you create. I've been listening for about two years now. Awesome. Um, and you make my journey to work, uh, so much better every Monday morning. Hey, Monday morning podcasts are important in society. Yeah. <laughs> I have. They really are. Are they? Are they? We should switch to Tuesdays, maybe. Maybe we should do Tuesdays, you know? No, you ruined the whole thing. People need their positivities on Mondays when they wake <laughs> up and they have to go to work. 
Trust me. I trust you of all people on that, actually, so... <laughs> I've been playing Pokemon since Gen 1, but like most fell out of it in my teenage years, uh, but came back in Sun and Moon, and since then been a shiny hunter. So my new my view on the DLC comes from the hunter point of view. First, the map and returning Pokemon, fantastic! Lots of different places with little caves to look in, and the Pokemon that have returned are great additions, uh, I hope, in parenthesis, uh, to my uh, shiny uh, living, living decks. Second, the story. Without any spoilers... I have done half, then stop. I found quickly, uh, I found out quickly that the legendaries are shiny locked, so not going to waste my time when I get, uh, all my sparkly friends, tr- uh, straight from home. I'm really disappointed that there's no- Do it for the battle music. Ah, uh, the battle music, yep. The battle music is worth it. I'm really disappointed that there's no legendary shiny hunting method and don't understand why Game Freak, uh, Pokemon Company don't want us to have them yet. If it's so, uh, if it's so, they can give us. I think he meant distributions instead of distortions. It's, yeah, I feel like they can give us them as distributions. I feel that's too easy. Uh, I like to work for my shiny legends, like sort resetting for the Reggies, and uh, which I got them all under nine thousand. Luckily, do not what do not know what that means. Um, third and final, please bring back shiny sounds and or sparkles. Some Pokemon are too small to see. Yes, I hard agree with this. Actually, this is this is uh, a fair valid. This is an accessibility thing. This is a valid complaint. This is a valid complaint. It needs something, and not that much different. I'm looking at you, Seal. Um, sorry for the long email. Not a long email. And thanks once again for the amazing content. Keep up the hard work. Um, from across the pond, Scyther Sean. Well, thank you for that. Uh, all right. Well, is there any any of these you think we should give the Green Taurus Bash to? I really like Docky Cat. I was going to say, tis the season of giving, is it not? It tis the season of giving. Give it all to them, because it doesn't matter, right? In two weeks? All of them, yeah. Give it to all of them, because, yeah, in two weeks it resets anyway, so who cares? Uh, <laughs> we're off next week. Yeah, we are off next week, unfortunately. It's the season of giving. I'm okay with giving it all out. Unfortunately, we're off next week, but... I need, Dash needs time to do the holidays and, and stuff. Now, it's been a long year for me too. Oh my gosh. I've done so much this year. <laughs> I, I, I just want it. I just want to relax. So, uh, I, we will be gone next week, but we'll be right back at you on New Year's Day with another episode of the Puckle Podcast. Um, if you want to keep up with us though, well, over the holiday season, uh, you can do so by going to our Discord at PuckleDiscord.com. You can follow us on social media at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, of course, you can always go ahead and follow us at YouTube at YouTube.com slash PucklePodcast. Um, and I will be back on Twitch because I no longer have the virus TM in the new year. <laughs> and I can actually focus on Twitch again. Um, so we will be doing that uh, starting probably January 3rd. Um, but there, unfortunate, there may also just be like a random extra, extra stream on the 29th of December because that sh- will be home alone and bored. That's fair. And uh, <laughs> that's actually fair. <laughs> Great reason. 100% fair for that one. I also bought a couch for my office and I want to stream for my couch. I want to see what that experience is like. <laughs> so, so we will do that. Um, I, I think that's everything I really wanted to hit on. Uh, but of course, you can always help support the show by going to trollandtoad.com and getting addicted to cardboard like myself. Uh, you can buy your TCG products over there. Paul Dan Fates is coming out soon, so you can buy it from over there. 
Um, additionally, uh, if you use code PucklePod5 at checkout, you can get uh, 5% off over there. Um, and a little bit comes back to us. Uh, additionally, you can also go ahead and uh, help us out over at Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. It will be changing at the new year. We will be having a shirt for patrons uh, that are at a certain level for three months. Um, so definitely check that out. It, a lot of products are going to be over there before they're ever available to the public, if ever available to the public. <laughs> Mostly because running online stores is really frustrating and annoying, and I hate doing it. Um, so we will see how that goes. Um, but yeah, Patreon will do that. I believe um, we're going to do four items next year, and I know the first two of them are a t-shirt and a new Puckle TCG playmat slash desk mat uh, for those of you who uh, don't play the TCG but want to use something for their, maybe their keyboard um, at their desk. Uh, help us out. Uh, we really appreciate the support, but the number one thing you can do is just listen to the show. Uh, we really just like hanging out with you guys and doing everything. And that is free. That is free. <laughs> I guess I have been Trainer Thatch. Some say I've been just Shiro. And I've been our Sigma. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, everyone. Yay. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.